who touches me. Michigan water tastes like sherry wine. I mean sherry wine. Michigan water tastes like sherry wine. Bob Mississippi water tastes like Texas. Walks like a frog, hops like a kangaroo. If I can't be a hopper, wanna be your hopper too. Michigan water tastes like sherry wine. Mississippi water tastes like turpentine. Got a gal in Alabama. One in Spain, one in Louisiana, get the colony. Michigan water tastes like sherry wine. Mississippi water tastes like turpentine. Well, rock it on down to my house, baby. Ain't nobody rocking but me. Roll it on down to my house, baby. I need your company. Well, my mama and my papa at the PTA, and there ain't no telling how long they're gonna stay. So rock it on down to my house, baby. Ain't nobody home with me. Get on down to my house, baby. Ain't no fun to be alone. Roll it on down to my house, baby. Everybody else is gone. I mean, man, like I'm hearing, is nobody else. And I sure hate to make this scene by myself. So walk it on down to my house, baby. Ain't nobody home but me.
back i think we're here <laughs> where are we we're nearby <laughs> we're nearby wow i just want to say this 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 is the, what it what a different what a difference a generation makes but not really um that last track was justin tub which our first track uh the um first song we played on the countryside of things here at the honky tonk or jamaican honky tonk was Ernest Tubb walking the floor over you? Favorite songs. His son went on to have a couple little. Mm. This is actually the second time that we've attempted to record this conversation. This is actually the second time that we've recorded conversation with Lisa, uh, Marta joining us for the first time. This is actually the second time we've recorded this conversation about the work that's being done in Portland. This is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about the work that they're doing in Portland and in thematic continuance. Uh, we do experience some more technical difficulties. Uh, at the beginning of this conversation, uh, we the connection. This is actually the second time that we have recorded this conversation about the solutions. This is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about the work that they're doing in Portland, Oregon. And we experienced some technical difficulties this time around as well. Uh, you'll hear choppy audio and right around the 15 minute mark, I fiddle with some settings and finally uh, come to... At, This is actually the second time that we're having this conversation about the work that they're doing in Portland, Oregon. Um, we, yeah, the the first time around, the my phone didn't record it properly at all, actually. And this time, the connection wasn't proper. And so there's choppy audio for about the first 14, 15 minutes or so. But I fiddle with some settings and finally solve that problem. And the audio quality drastically improves after that. This is actually the second time. This is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about the work that they're doing up in Portland. The first time was about a month ago and I, it didn't record. It, it wouldn't be an... You know I'm involved when we experience technical difficulties. And so this is so this is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about the work that they're doing up in Portland and so this is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about the work that they're doing up in Portland. 
the first time around we experienced technical difficulties, I didn't record it, I guess. This is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about the work that they're doing up in Portland, Oregon. The first time around, we experienced incredible technical difficulties. It didn't record on my phone. And so we moved the conversation in studio, and thematically, we experienced some more technical difficulties. Um, and right around the 15-minute mark, I fiddle with the settings, and uh, the sound definitely improves in quality. And so... This is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about the efforts and the work that they're doing in Portland. The first time around, I clicked record, or so I thought, on my phone, and it didn't record anything. It had like 20 seconds of audio. Mm. This is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about their efforts and the work that they're doing up in Portland the first time around, none of the conversation got recorded. This time, we start with uh, some un, some suboptimal audio, and I fiddle with the settings around the 15-minute mark, and it it definitely improves. And so, uh, moving forward, we'll. This is actually the. This is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about their efforts and the work that they're doing in Portland, Oregon. This is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about their efforts and the work that they're doing up in Portland. The first time, it didn't record at all. We had like 30 seconds of audio. And this time, there's... Uh, some issues with the connection, and right around the 15-minute mark, I fiddle with the settings, and uh, it drastically improves. And, it, and, and work out the kinks. This is actually the second time that we are recording this conversation about their efforts and the work that they're doing up in Portland the first time, it didn't record at all. We had like 30 seconds of recorded audio. And this time, there was an issue with the connection at the beginning. I fiddle with the settings right around the 14, 15 minute mark, and it certainly works out the kinks. Malcolm and I are excited to announce that My Brilliant Buddies is going to be released to platform Malcolm and I are so excited to announce that we are going to be launching our podcast on February 1st to a platform near you. Right now, if you are consuming this... Malcolm and I are excited to announce that as of February 1st... Malcolm and I are excited to announce that on February 1st... I'm recording this on Jan. I'm recording this. Uh, Malcolm and I. Here we go. 
Malcolm and I are excited to announce that we are officially launching our podcast on February 1st, 2022. So if you are consuming this after that date, hello, future people. I... Malcolm and I are excited to announce that we are officially launching across... Pl- Malcolm and I are excited to announce that we are officially launching our podcast on February 1st. And so if you're listening to this, uh, Malcolm and I are so excited to announce that we are officially launching this podcast to platform on February 1st. And so if you're listening to this in the future, hello, future people. We'd love to hear what, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Please leave a comment down below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please leave a comment uh, or send us an email, mybrilliantbuddies at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please, wherever you're receiving this, uh, if you would, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And so wherever... We would love to hear your thoughts. Please send us an email, mybrilliantbuddies at gmail.com, or leave us a comment wherever you're receiving this conversation. Also, head on over to our Facebook and give us a like and a follow, My Brilliant Buddies. And now, without further ado, and now, without further ado, it is such an honor and a privilege to share with you our new brilliant buddies, Lisa Patterson and Marta Pettini. And went on to a kind of a mediocre, you know, success uh, being a country star later. But he had like that little rockabilly, like you know, that little little snap to it. Yeah, yeah, you know, jump. and like but you can still you can still hear his papa in it. It's really cool. I, um, got this little compilation, a little cheapo record compilation thing, you know, out of the recent arrivals or something like that. And I was like, well, didn't recognize any of the names. And I was like, tub. Oh, it's the same tub. Um, but yeah, the son of Ernest Tubb it was a little like, slick back rockabilly dude for a minute, and he made some good music. And uh, yeah, that's the truth. What else? Did, what else did we play there? We lot. started off with some Carl Perkins, uh, "Only You," and then followed that up with a little more Carl Perkins, just to give him some love. With "I'm Sorry, I'm Not Sorry." You can't have too much Carl Perkins. If, if, if there's such a thing. I, 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 I don't I don't want to live in that universe. There's no, no such thing as too much Carl Perkins. Um, what else did uh, we play? From there we went into some, uh, was it uh, Arlo Guthrie or was it? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the, the Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of Woody. We were talking about generations. Yeah, so right. I, mean, <laughs> I, I guess it's easy to get lost in conversation. There. No, that was Woody Guthrie. 
Uh, what was the song? Uh, Hard Traveling, I think it was. Hard Traveling. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then we went into some. Well, he's like a little more on the, you know, this is like him and Ramblin' Jack are, are um, you know, we're doing, doing the honky-tonk side of the Jamaican honky-tonk. we got to put a little bit of American folk in here. You know, it's just going to include people like Ramblin' Jack and Elliot and, um, you know, Woody Guthrie. It's also going to be like, bring some, some oddball, beautiful people like, uh, you know, John Prine's in the mix, too, which I think is coming up next. Right. But, um, yeah, we had uh, yeah, Hard Living, Hard Traveling by... Um, Woody Guthrie. By Woody Guthrie. And then Ramblin' Jack uh, told us a really funny story. Um, it's called uh, Michigan. Where is it? Michigan Water Blues. And uh, he's talking about how Michigan water tastes like cherry wine. I, I, I guess he did. I guess like uh, Flint, Michigan probably had a little better, better going back in those days. I don't know. But, uh, but apparently, at some point, Michigan, you know, river water tasted like cherry wine. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take his word for it, you know. I'm, I'm not going to argue. What else do we have after Ramblin' Jack? We had a... Uh, Rock Billy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where we went into uh, yeah, yeah. Justin Tubb. Justin Tubb uh, laying it down with some, uh, some, fun, some fun stuff. Um, uh, what do we got? What are we doing? Oh, how's it going? <laughs> oh, hey, I, I wanted to give a, a little bit of a, you know, now we're doing, oh, wait, uh, uh, John Fahey. Uh, no, this is Jim Leahy and Ricky yeah. uh, playing uh, <laughs> John Fahey, not Jim Leahy. John Fahey playing some, uh, some finger picking on the guitar that is always so beautiful. Yeah, it's really um, beautiful stuff. I can never get sick of this guy. He's so much good stuff. It's and good background music. It's good, like, getting stuff done music, like, our project yeah, cleaning, yeah. like, just about anything. It's you can really sit down and play a Ruben. I've seen you do it. Don't tell I've got proof. I've, I've got proof. Yeah, my don't, own eyeballs. Don't tell oh. all my nerd secrets. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a different podcast. That's, that's, that's the least of them. That's you're blocked from. You know, you're Daddy is such a nerd. <laughs> it's your secret podcast. <laughs> My secret podcast. <laughs> the one, that, the one that no one is allowed to listen to. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, what do we got lined up next? Yeah, uh, we got some. John. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before we get away, because uh, time will get away from us. Uh, we always think that, like, oh my god, we don't have enough music, and uh, two hours goes by really quick. I love to show, run my mouth, so like, and I got to tap into that a little bit. But I wanted to give um, give you uh, a little bit of a heads up. Uh, next week we have a really fun show, it, uh, episode four. Um, we're having our first special guest um, next week, and uh, it's uh, who knows how it's going to go down. But a fellow named Flip Bits, who is uh, the lead singer of a, as he puts it. Hardly strictly Devo cover band um, is going to come down with his banjo and give us a. What, how did he put it? It was. It was. It was a, he's going to give us a Devo happy hour, but uh, he's he's he, he insisted that like a payment we must pay him by buying him some Whiz Burger and getting him high, which 
I mean, we were already going to do that kind of stuff anyway, so it's not a problem. But yeah, next week we're going to have the um, Flip Bits Evo Happy Hour. And for the first hour, in the second hour, we're just going to play some silly, like, honest to God, like, silly, fun songs that uh, I think a lot of people would enjoy. But that's next week, and... Uh, Sounds like it'll be fun. I, th- I, th- I, think we'll, I think we'll get through it. I think we'll get through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we still got this week to think about, don't we? A lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, coming up next, we got some uh, John Prine, a, oh. favorite, a favorite of the loaf, a favorite of both of ours, actually. Like, it oh, gets played that, a lot at the house. This is, a, a this is definitely a house favorite. Since it was a house favorite since I was, like, since before I could talk. Um, we're doing a Sweet Revenge, right? Yes. So this is the album, Sweet Revenge, um, which is um, kind of a stretch for Honky Tonk, in a way, because it's got a lot of, like, Soul. Soul to it. <laughs> Booker T and the MGs were his his backup band on this one. And it's just a phenomenal album. Uh, so, I mean... Uh, yeah, I wish they, that they had collaborated more because it's just, there's so oh much God, soul. Right. In, in we only got the one album. I was like, man, what, what, what stood in the way? Like, why couldn't, like, Booker T and the MGs and, like, John Prine have just, like, done this for, like, a who knows what music we would have had. But this one pairing is, is one of my favorite albums, so, which, which makes me think that kind of stuff. Like, oh, my God. There could have been more, but, you know, record labels and people and egos or whatever. But this is a, this is a Jim Dandy of a song. And, uh, yeah, start it on up. Got kicked off of Noah's Ark I turned my cheek to one kind remark There was two of everything But one of me And when the rains came tumbling down I held my breath and I stood my ground And I watched that ship go sailing out to sea Take it back, take it back Oh no, you can't say Making up jokes about bicycle spokes and red balloons. So I called up my local DJ, and he didn't have a lot to say. But the radio has learned all of my favorite tunes. Take it back, take it back. Oh no, you can't say that. All of my friends are not dead.
My song lives again, and the phrases that I write are just a few steps out of time from the time when I knew you, Reuben James, Reuben James. All the folks around Madison County cussed your name. Just a no-count sharecropping colored man who'd steal anything he can, and everybody laid the blame on Reuben James. Ruben James, will you still walk the bird fields of my mind? Man, faded shirt, weathered brow, calloused hands upon the plow. Loved you then and I love you now, Ruben James. The gossip of Madison County died with child. Although your skin was black, you were the one that didn't turn your back. On the hungry white child with no name, Reuben James, Reuben James. With your mind on my soul and a Bible in your right hand. You said, turn the other cheek, well, there's a better world awaiting for the meek. In my mind, these words remain from Reuben James. Reuben James, will you still walk the bird fields of my James. One dark cloudy day they brought you from the field And to your lonely pine box came Just a preacher, me in the rain Just to sing one last refrain for Reuben James Reuben James, will you still walk
Rushing round a bend and skipping stones I saw the meadow wobble in the moonlight I've come to get my girl and take her home Her doorbell plays a bar Stephen Foster Her sister never left And look what it cost her We're gonna live in Nashville And I'll make a career Out of writing sad songs and getting paid by the tear Marry me and leave Kentucky Come to Tennessee 
honky tonks were man, man enough to be. Punk rock died when the first kid said, Punk's not dead. Punk's not dead. You know Louisville is death. We've got to up and move because the dead do not improve goodbye users and suckers and steady bad luckers we're off to the land of club soda unbridled we're off to the land of hot middle-aged women off to the land whose blood runneth orange marry me and leave kentucky and come to tennessee you're the only tennessee you're the only tennessee quite the show. <laughs> well, what did we listen to that last set? Uh, that last set, we started off with John Prime, Sweet Revenge. From there, we went into Kenny Rogers doing Reuben James, which I love that song. Uh, I like the Conway Twitty version a little bit better, but we had to give Kenny some love. Then uh, some Patsy Cline with I Got Rhythm in My Soul, Dolly Parton with the Mule Skinner Blues, and uh, the Silver Jews with Tennessee. Silver Jews, it's the guy, uh, the fella that plays guitar for uh, Pavement. His uh, garagey little honky-tonk band. And we're gonna send you out with uh, The Residents with a Michael Jackson beat doing a cover of a Hank Williams song. And we will see you next week. Yeah, thanks for thanks Until for joining us. And uh, yeah, next week we got Flip Bits and some silly songs. And oh yeah, Flip Bits is gonna be down here. He's He's... He is a character, for sure. But, um, yeah, he's going he's gonna to do his little Devo thing. I think he's going to play a song for us live or something on his banjo. Um, the stipulation is we have to buy him some uh, some food from... Uh, and get him high. Some food from uh, Whiz Burgers up the street, which is who, who can I... Uh, I'll eat some Whiz Burgers. 
Yeah, we'll get up high and play some songs and tell us some stories. But uh, here. Yeah. We'll just let the residents. Uh, Thank you for joining again, us play for us on uh, out. Jamaican Honky Tonk here at Mutiny Radio. And it was great. Night. We might do this again. Yeah, I, I, I like the format. Fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. I'm still dancing. This is mutinyradio.fm in San Francisco, California, and it is time to ride the morning train.
And now, without further ado, it is with great honor. And now, without further ado, it is with great honor. It's such a privilege for. And now. And now, without further ado, it is a great honor and with such privilege that I present to you our conversation with our new brilliant buddies, Lisa Patterson and Marta Patini.
the music of Jerry Allen begins today's journey on the morning train. Jerry Allen, of course, the great pianist who has played with many people over the years and from one of her own albums as a leader there in a trio setting. The album was Twilight. Well, that's with a Y, T-W-Y-L-I-G-H-T. Released in 1989, the Jerry Allen Trio with uh, Jeribu Shahid on the bass, Tani Tabal on the drums. We heard When Kabuya Dances and Shadow Series, the vocalist on the latter, Clarice Taylor Bell, the music of Jerry Allen, here on the the morning train, Freeform Radio for Free Minds. We're heading into a long stretch with Charles Mingus, so sit back and dig it. Our guests today are Lisa Patterson and Marta Patini, two architects and activists in Portland, Oregon, who are using their expertise in design in service to their... I hate that I have to record this because I freaked out and also messed up the audio. Because I messed up the audio and then I freaked out and I have to record, re-record all this. God damn it. From the top. From the top. Ugh, I got to re-record this because I messed up pasting it. And then I freaked out and didn't save any of the audio as I X'd out of the buttons. Ugh, I'm re-recording this now. Our guests today are Lisa Patterson and Marta Patini, two architects and activists in Portland, Oregon, who are using their expertise in design in service to their community, helping to create and provide solutions for essential resources for the local houses population. Our guests today are Lisa Patterson and Marta Patini, 
two architects and activists in Portland, Oregon, who are using their expertise in design in service to their community, helping to create and provide. Our guests today are Lisa Patterson and Marta Patini, two architects and activists in Portland, Oregon, who are using their expertise in design in service to their community to help create and provide solutions for essential resources for the local houseless population. We talk about their efforts with specific projects such as the Kenton Women's Village, Hygiene for All, and also much more. Our guests today are Lisa Patterson and Marta Patini, two architects and activists in Portland, Oregon, who are using their expertise in design in service to their community, helping to create and provide solutions for essential resources for the local houseless population. We talk about their efforts with specific projects such as the Kenton Women's Village, Hygiene for All, and also much more. Lisa is a designer, researcher, artist, and a writer. She's currently a project manager for Hygiene for All, a houseless designed and led hospitality hub in the central east side of Portland. She's also a designer for... Lisa is a designer, researcher, artist, and writer. She is currently a project manager for Hygiene for All, a houseless designed and led hospitality hub in the central east side of Portland. She's also a designer for Risa Boyer Architecture. And in all of her work, Lisa is a designer, researcher, artist, and writer. She is currently a project manager for Hygiene for All, which is a houseless designed and led hospitality hub in downtown Portland. She's also a designer for Risa Boyer Architecture. And in all of her work, she aspires to create designs that empower communities and the environment. Since moving to Portland, she has completed graduate school and worked with the Center for Public Interest Design on several projects, including the Kenton Women's Village. Since moving to Portland, she has completed graduate school and worked with the Center for Public Interest Design on several projects, including the Kenton Women's Village and design research on the potential for transit. Since moving to Portland, she's completed graduate school and worked with the Center... Since moving to Portland, she has completed graduate school and worked with the Center for Public Interest Design on several projects, including the Kenton Women's Village, and design research on the potential for transit stations to maximize social justice in underserved communities in Sacramento, California. Directly at... Since moving to Portland, she has... Since moving to Portland, she has completed graduate school and worked with the Center for Public Interest Design on several projects, including the Kenton Women's Village, and also design research on the potential for transit stations to maximize social justice in underserved communities. That work was in Sacramento, California. And directly after earning her Master of Architecture degree from Portland State University, she taught an undergraduate studio in the School of Architecture that focused on the design of a microtransit station for the rural community of Knight's Landing, California. Her role in this project, as well as the design and build of the Kenton Women's Village, was collaborative and inspired her to continue exploring the power of design build, both in her profession and pedagogy. Lisa... 
She completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institute that has various French words that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce. Lisa, she completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institution with various French words that I won't attempt to pronounce because I'll butcher them. Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institute with various French words that I won't be able to pronounce properly. And also Shanghai University. <laughs> Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institution with various French words that I won't be able to pronounce properly and also Shanghai University. She has worked on design-build projects in Oaxaca, Mexico, Biloxi, Mississippi, Lexington, Kentucky, as well as in Portland, Oregon, as we're about to hear. And she chose Portland State University to pursue her graduate certificate in public interest design. Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the presidential scholarship at the University of Kentucky at a Lisa completed her under she completed her undergraduate studies after earning the presidential scholarship at the University of Kentucky. She studied at an institute with various French words that if were Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the presidential scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institute that were Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institute with various French words that I'm not going to try to pronounce were I to butcher them. Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at a French institute with various words that I would butcher were I to attempt to pronounce them and also Shanghai University. She has worked on design-build projects in Oaxaca, Mexico, Biloxi, Mississippi, Lexington, Kentucky, as well as in Portland, Oregon, where she chose Portland State University to pursue her graduate certificate in public interest design. During those graduate studies, she also worked as the GTA for architecture and cultural history and theory. She is the 2018 recipient of the Hatfield Architectural Award for Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institution, I believe, in France, and I'm not going to try to pronounce those words, were I... Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institution with various French words that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institution that, were I to try to pronounce these various French words, I surely would butcher them, and also Shanghai University. She has worked on design-build projects in Oaxaca, Mexico, in Biloxi, Mississippi, and in Lexington, Kentucky, 
as well as in Portland, Oregon, where she chose Portland State University to pursue her graduate certificate in public interest design. During her graduate studies, she also worked as the GTA for architecture and cultural history and theory. She is the 2018 recipient of the Hatfield Architectural Award. Architectural Award. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Lisa, 955, 56, 57, from the top. Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at a French institute that I'm not going to try to pronounce because I likely would butcher all of these words, and Shanghai University. She worked on design-build projects. Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institute, I believe these are French words, but I'm not going to try to pronounce them because I surely would butcher them, and Shanghai University. She has worked on design-build projects in Oaxaca, Mexico, in Biloxi, Mississippi, Lexington, Kentucky. Ugh. Lisa completed her undergraduate studies after earning the Presidential Scholarship at the University of Kentucky at an institution with various French words that, were I to try to pronounce them, I surely would butcher them, and also Shanghai University. She has worked on design-build projects in Oaxaca, Mexico, Biloxi, Mississippi, in Lexington, Kentucky, as well as in Portland, Oregon, where she chose Portland State University to pursue her graduate certificate in public interest design. During her graduate studies, she also worked as the GTA for architecture and cultural history and theory. She is the 2018 recipient of the Hatfield Architectural Award for Design Promise and Community Service the Propel Studio Award for Design Excellence, and the STAR Research Grant for Exploring Sustainable Solution within her graduate thesis. And when she isn't critiquing the built world, she can be found enjoying the non-built. She loves the trail run and backpack and take her corgi sugar on walks to the park. She also loves to bake chocolate chip cookies. When she isn't when she isn't critiquing the built world, you can find her trail running, backpacking, and taking her corgi on walks to the park. When she isn't critiquing the built world, you can find her trail running, backpacking, and taking her corgi sugar on walks around the park. And she also loves to bake chocolate chip cookies. Marta is an Italian-licensed architect, project manager, and researcher specialized in working with underserved communities and in emergency and post-disaster scenarios. She currently works at the Homelessness Research and Action Collaborative at Portland State University, where she utilizes design skills to address homelessness at multiple scales. In recent years, she has worked on a variety of research and design-built projects in Italy, Spain, Ecuador, and the United States as a team member for both profit and nonprofit organizations. She's been an independent consultant and also an adjunct professor at Portland State University, where she taught a graduate architecture studio on disaster preparedness and community resilience. 
In her practice, she merges design and research in the belief that successful outcomes are only possible through a symbiotic exchange between those two. And while using design as a tool to empower and address the needs of underserved communities worldwide, she is also particularly interested in challenging the meaning of success and failure in design. Marta completed her studies outside of the universe. Marta completed her studies outside of the United States, and I think I know how to pronounce these words. Uh, Marta. <laughs> I think I know how to pronounce the institutions where she studied. She completed her studies at the University of Technology Gdańsk in Poland, Universidad Central de Ecuador in Quito in Ecuador, and Politecnico in Milan, where she gained a bachelor and master in the science of architecture with the highest of honors. For her master thesis, together with two of her colleagues, she built Caimanta, a community-based project developed with and for an indigenous community in Ecuador. She is the winner of the Centieri Creativi Design Competition in 2016. She is the 2016 winner of the Centieri Creativi Design Competition, and her profile has been showcased in, Italian, in journals worldwide. She is, the win she is the 2016 winner of the Centieri Creativi Sentieri Creativi Design. She is the 2016 winner of the Sentieri Creativi Design Competition, and her profile has been showcased in journals worldwide. Following her passion for post-disaster and emergency design solutions, in 2017, she earned her second master's in international cooperation and sustainable energy architecture at UIC Barcelona in Spain. She's fluent in Italian, English, and Spanish. She loves traveling to different places, meeting new cultures, and immersing herself in nature. She also loves eating a tasty lasagna plate when she's at home. I want to eat food with these folks. Cookies and lasagna? Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love cookies and lasagna. And these two human beings. So... This is actually the second time that we're having this conversation about the efforts and the work that these two. This is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about their efforts and the work that's being done in Portland. We. <clears throat> this is actually the second time that we're recording this conversation about their efforts and the work that they're doing in Portland. Uh, the first time that we tr attempted to record it, we only got like 30 seconds of audio. The The recording failed in this conversation. Uh, this is actually the second time that we're attempting to... This is actually the second time that we have recorded this. This is the... This is actually the second time that we're having this conversation about their efforts and the work that they're doing in Portland. 
the first time we attempted to record, something failed and we only had like 30 seconds of audio. This go around, not without its technical difficulties, uh, there was a connection issue right around the 14 or the 15 minute mark. I fiddle with some of the settings and um, right around the 14 or 15 minute mark, I fiddle with some of the settings and it works out the kinks. Malcolm and I are so excited to announce that we are going to be launching this podcast on March the 1st, not March the 1st, February the 1st, because we're in January. Malcolm and I are so excited to announce that we are going to be launching this podcast on February 1st to a platform near you. And so if you are listening to this conversation in the future, hello, future people, please Leave us a comment. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. MyBrilliantBuddies at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, head on over to our Facebook, MyBrilliantBuddies, and give us a like and a follow. We really would appreciate the engagement. And now, without further ado, it is such an honor and a great privilege to share with you our conversation with our new Brilliant Buddies, Lisa Patterson and Marta Patini. Thank you. 
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf, and I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for supporting the station. A special thanks to those of you who came down for last Saturday's Noise Pop 20th Street Block Party. Your contributions, no matter how small, keep this radio station on the air. From the album Changes One, released in 1975, that was Charles Mingus, and we heard Sue's Changes. Charles on the bass there, of course, joined by Danny Richmond on drums, George Adams, tenor sax, Jack Walrath, trumpet, and that was Don Pullen on the piano. The music of Charles Mingus. We're moving on now because it is time to get down. Get down! 
Let's go. 
Well, I hope you're all funkified now. Some of the greatest R&B music ever made in America. That set began with Curtis Mayfield, 1971, and Get Down, followed by Earth, Wind, and Fire from 1973. That was Keep Your Head to the Sky. We'll send that one out to my wonderful friend and student, the Mighty Mo. I know she's listening today. There's some early Earth, Wind, and Fire. The first song I saw them perform on television in 1973, and I just went, wow. <laughs> my path in life was set. That was followed by the Jackson 5 and Dancing Machine, one of the last hits they had on Motown before leaving the label for Columbia. That was 1974, and also from 1974, the group that came to prominence at that time, The Spinners and Mighty Love, another television memory for those of you who are around at that time or have seen it on YouTube, the time that The Spinners appeared on Saturday Night Live and Bill Murray was just beside himself (laughs) introducing them live to the crowd. He could barely contain his enthusiasm. The Great Spinners here on the morning train with J.D. Buell and we are headed elsewhere now with the also mighty Tennessee Ernie Ford.
The sweet, sweet sounds of Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, and Emmy Lou Harris together for their first album named Trio. We heard the great Those Memories of You. That was Dolly on the lead vocal. And that stellar acoustic lead guitar was Albert Lee, and the fiddle was Mark O'Connor. The album Trio, released in 1987. Before that, Tennessee Ernie Ford, from a collection named Tennessee Ernie Ford Favorites. Of course, on the Capitol label, he was one of the the uh, signature signings of the new country music sound coming out of Los Angeles in the Capitol Records building. We heard you don't have to be a baby to cry. Now, this is The Morning Train, and I'm J.D. Buell, and we're going to rock a while. Here's Ronnie Wood saying hello. Well, hello to you. It is an extreme pleasure to be here. We got a lot of different kinds of songs for you tonight. Here's another one completely out of left field. (laughs) 